our man with all the New Zealand racing news. Mick Gearan joins RSN's Racing Pulse. Always great to catch up with Mick Gearan, especially as we continue to progress through the Inter-Dominion Series in Brisbane and Group 1 Racing in New Zealand this weekend. How are you, Mick? Mate, I've been busy, Michael. You know, you get up some mornings, a little bit like last night with that Rose Hill announcement, and then news hits and you just go, wow. Mm. You stop what you're doing, you stop eating, you start, pick your phone up and you start writing. That's literally, or in your case, talking. That's literally what today's been. Not because of the Rose Hill thing, even though that's obviously going to be big news in New Zealand as well. But we've got a, a very, very good filly, maybe one of the best fillies I've seen in the pacing game. Her name's Millwood Nike. She won 17 in a row. She was $1.20 for the New Zealand Oaks on Sunday. They have a huge meeting here on Sunday called the Grand Prix. There's eight group ones. And she banged a tent in the paddock this morning out of the Grand Prix, oh. out of the Oaks, out of the next six months. Oh. And, of course, she's $1.20. She was $1.09 with tab.bong.au. So instantly you go, how bad is it? What do I need to know? Um, who can win this race now? How does the market change? Disseminate information and then start rewriting all the stories for all the things you've done. So what if not big news in the scheme of Australian racing? She is very, very good. And you know how hard I am on horses. She's as good a three-year-old for me as I've seen in this part of the world for pace. So um, remarkable how it happens. Unbeaten 17. She doesn't get her chance to win the Oaks this week. Um, there's a massive day there on Sunday, so it starts nice and early. So for the Victorian punters, sort of 20 past 10 in the morning, if you're having breakfast, if you look at it in your bet, there'll be a whole bunch of horses there, including, oddly, a Queensland trotter is favourite to win the New Zealand trotting derby. Well, that's, that's literally like saying a New Zealand basketball player got pulled out of the South Island and made it to the NBA. That stuff just doesn't happen. That's not what Queensland are known for. But, um, yeah, oddly, there's a horse called Not As Promised who won the Breeders' Crown and the Victorian Trotting Derby has turned up in New Zealand from Queensland. I would go as far as to say, Michael, it might be the first Queensland-trained trotter to ever race in New Zealand. Yeah. And it's favourite for the Derby this week. So, yes, it's one of those weeks where nothing would surprise me at the moment after that rather huge, which we still don't know whether it's going to be entirely true or not, Rose Hill story last night just seemed to sneak up out of nowhere, mm. Michael. That was, I tell you what, more, more so than the information itself. What stunned me was how quiet it was. Yes. Getting. Absolutely. Uh, how something like that hasn't leaked, <clears throat> basically because no one knew. The, none of the trainers were told uh, until four o'clock yesterday. So, hey, actually... Well, well, and as, as, as you know, Michael, it would have been people who know. People like you and I who do this all day for a job. People eventually know, and in Sydney in particular, there would be a little bit... Because we have a little bit of this in New Zealand... You can know this, but if you report on this, you never get another word. In the yes. Box. You're gone. And, and yes. there'll be a little bit of that. Look, a bloke like Ray Thomas, Ray would have known this was in the offing, but, and it's not his fault, sometimes as a journalist, you find out things, like I knew Singapore was closing down a day before they announced it. And the person who said, and I was going to put it up on Twitter and write a story, and they said, if you do this, you will never get information from anybody of any importance ever again. Now, there was nothing to be gained in it for me doing it. And secondly, I didn't want to 
um, had that information get to the staff and the people in Singapore through the wrong sources. But yes, as you know, sometimes you find out things in advance and because they're off the record and you can't get them confirmed, you can't actually write about them, that absolutely would have been somebody sitting there yesterday in Sydney going, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and the time, the time ticks by and then the government gets involved, particularly with governmental stuff. But when Entain got the New Zealand TAB deal, we knew a couple of days in advance, but it was, we're going to announce this, and if you guys announce it first, we're going to shut you down yep. forever. Hey, speaking of big news, I wonder how big the news re the Emma Stewart disqualification was in New Zealand and what your thoughts are on that, because it's been hard to get too much information and context outside of the release that was put out. Okay, I'll, I'll speak bluntly, honestly about this, because I always do when I talk on RSN. Um, it wasn't that big a news in New Zealand uh, because, first of all, Emma does, never brings horses over here um, and a lot of the races she wins in Australia aren't races which garner the attention of New Zealanders. And at the moment, the trans and disassociation in harness racing comes from the fact we have very few New Zealand horses going to Australia. Um, the, the, what she's been found guilty of, and she has appealed, so let's be honest, is, is not like she's using elephant juice. It's not like she's been, oh my God, she's drugging the whole team. That's not what this is. People using drips on horses the day before races, there's a 24-hour stand down on that. So using it inside 24 hours is stupid. You do it, it's a mistake and it's stupid, but there's been no indication, and I've rung a lot of people about this, that there's indications that that's what she does every week. A lot of trainers, particularly in the harness where the horses race over the longer distances, They'll top these horses up with everything they're legally allowed to do up until withdrawal time. Now, I get training bills. I see the expenses on them. This happens in both codes. It's legal. You are allowed to do it. What you're not allowed to do is step over the mark and go inside the 24 hours. You can't use an injection or administration inside 24 hours. So what she's done probably isn't as bad as it sounds. It sounds like she's drugging the horse, but that's not what it is. But she still made an error of timing or judgment, or they were just lazy about how they did it, Michael. And therefore, she gets done for six months. The reason it's not going to land with such an enormous thud is her partner is Clayton Tonkin. Most people would presume the stable will go into Clayton's name and keep trucking onwards. I don't know that, but that's what most people would presume. So the big machine won't stop, one would think. On Emma, Emma and I don't talk a lot. I like her when we do see each other. We'll be very friendly to each other, but she's by no means in my team. I'm not on her team. I'm not defending what was probably a pretty stupid action. But what I will say is this, and this is me being honest and not flying Harness Racing's flag. Harness Racing stuffed this up by not getting enough stories out there. They have stuffed it up. They've been ill-advised. I would have done it differently, as I did last week when I took on a major police story in New Zealand. You can't hide from the truth. Trying to hide from the truth just makes it worse. So they have got this wrong. One thing I'd say about Emma is this. She's had enough horses go to the retention barn in Sydney where they have 48-hour observation and surveillance and you cannot touch them, you cannot possibly drug them with anything. And the horses have come out of those retention barns and still raced in similar form to what they normally would. 
that's the best indication of harness racing of whether a trainer is using drugs for a legal advantage. I do not know, but my evidence as someone who does this for a job would be that because her horses perform out of those barns, she is not systematically doing anything illegal to them. That's the best and most honest opinion I can give you. The best advice I can give everybody in harness racing is stop hiding from these things when they happen. Once they are factual, get them out there, let the public make their own decisions and inform them to the best of your ability. And I think that has been dropped at ball by harness racing and they need to look at the way they do these things. Mick, that's why we get you on uh, because you have the open and honest opinion and foresight and you've got the history to back it up. So, mate, um, can we get you on for a bit longer next week because I really want to delve deep into the uh, Inter-Dominion finals which will be around the corner. Mate, I would love to, Michael. It's always nice. To, and my apologies, we didn't get a chance to talk about that today. But to be perfectly honest, a lot of my chat doesn't matter till after the barrier draws. Heat to get on Saturday night. Barrier draws Monday, I think it is next week. Then we can talk turkey. Have you got one winner to leave us with? The horse I want to tip you, and I've wanted to tip you for a month, is Aegon to win the Group 1 in mm. New Zealand on Saturday, but it's drawn 17 of 17. And if I tip it to you, I'm going to sound like a mug. And if it comes out and wins, I'm going to sound like a mug for not tipping it to you. <laughs> so I will say I will pass on that comment, Michael. All right. Uh, currently $5. Good on you, Mick. We'll chat next week. Look forward to it.